Good morning. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And my name is Yesenia. Beside me is my lovely co-host, Tawny Tenuvial, with our show, Something Old, Something New. And today we have something new, which is our guest that we sort of kidnapped. And his name is Sammy. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Sammy. Okay. Wow. (laughs) I am on the air. Okay. I would say more coaxed. Less, yes. less kidnapped. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I, I am sexy, Sammy. The rumors are true. Yes. Oh, okay. and uh, just before we jump right into this, I just want to let our listeners know. First of all, thank you for being here. And the wonderful song that we heard as we opened was the Waylon Jennings with One Voice. So that's a song that ever s- since I started with QCI like over ten years ago. Um, I first heard that song and always reminded me of KUCI because it's about we are one voice, we are many voices. Aww. So yeah, am I? Am I, I like working? That. Can, okay, I good. hear you. <laughs> so Sammy, you um, have just finished the KUCI DJ training, correct? Yes, yes. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Um, yeah, I think I was just telling Rich. Uh, so no offense to all of the you know inept people out there. If you just realized you're inept recently, uh, I do feel for you. But I was saying, unless you're inept or you don't want to finish training, it'd be very hard not to finish training because it is so low commitment and it is so interesting in itself. The material that you're studying, it's not like, oh, let me go learn about how to you know find the volume of a surface rotating about an axis or some you know like that it's you know you just you're learning about how to dj at a radio station which is something that you know 95 percent of the population hasn't done yet so right well <clears throat> i wouldn't say that it's low commitment because oh. you have uh your show every week that you prepare for yeah you have your training and when you take the training you not only do it, it is eight weeks it's only eight, an hour a night but you also have volunteer hours to do you have um, studying to do to pass your test so you know all the things that the FCC requires and getting to know people on the station and so uh, it's a I think it's an amazing and wonderful commitment but you know it it, it is a commitment you know especially if you want to have a good show don't you think yes (laughs) I guess I guess what I was trying to say... As far as, like, it's doable, de- definitely doable for students, don't you think? Yeah. I, I, if I was going to put, you know, one... If I was going to give it one adjective or one title, I would say it's like a 0.5 unit class. You know, like you have, like, <laughs> yeah. four unit classes. Two unit, it's like a 0.5 unit class. Right. It's is, really... Yeah. And it's fun, isn't it? Totally. Totally fun. Yeah. So how many people were in your class? So we started out uh, with about... I think I was telling Rich... 35-ish people, you know, at the very start, and then a couple of people that left the first day, but, so 35 people at the start of it, and then by the end of it, we only had about 23, 22 left in the class, very little. Well, I think sometimes, it, it because it is a commitment, sometimes mm-hmm. people get into the class and realize, especially if they're students with their, you know, school load and things like that, it's, you know, it's maybe not quite the time. Um, are you a student? Yeah, I am a student. Yeah, I'm a sophomore here at UCI. Yeah, um, second year. <laughs> yeah, that's und- how did you hear about the radio station? How did I hear? I th- so you've been here your second year. Did you know about KUCI your first year? I didn't. I didn't. Mm. But I did like this. I did like this radio station. I guess I'd never heard KUCI eighty eight point nine FM because I, 
I was I was somewhere yeah. at the top of the hour. I wasn't in my car. Right. <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah, I, I always remember it, it, 88.9 FM was, you know, on my mental list of stations that I always had to, you know, check to see if something good was going on right next to 88.1, you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> what kind of show are you thinking of doing? A talk show or a music show? So initially I was thinking, oh, let me do some sort of, you know, ambiance, lounge, you know, kind of low-key hip-hop you know, music instrumental kind of thing. And then I got here and so many, like a lot of people were playing that kind of music. And it's, a, it's really good music. I love that music. It's just that I also wanted to get a show not at, you know, you know, four in the morning, if I could help it, if I could help it. So uh, I, I really like the idea once I got it, I'm going to be applying with a Bollywood show. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my plan will be, if I get a show, will be to take take all of my listeners basically through Bollywood so give kind of giving them a holistic education of Bollywood music so if you listen to my show week one to week 10 or whatnot you'll have a you know education of 60s 70s 80s 90s and then you know up to current time music I love that mm -hmm. yes. actually I just have you seen any Bollywood movies yes India? yes I actually took a uh, gender studies class in Bollywood what? and I loved it I came into the class thinking honestly that I hated Bollywood and <laughs> really? I was like I why did I sign up for this class I am so gonna drop this class and I went through with it they showed us films every like twice a week oh. and I fell in love with the class <laughs> I love Bollywood was it a three-hour class no it was like a more like two. Oh, okay mm -hmm. and they could fit the movie in, yes, in one class yes oh, oh yes yeah. yeah interesting well i've discovered bollywood through uh my yoga training oh. so my um I, it was actually at my graduation my our yoga teacher um was talking something about you know they were going to have they were playing music and i said oh my gosh what is this and everybody's kind of dancing around she's like this is bollywood she's like you don't know about bollywood and i was already involved with kuci and music everything i'm like no, this is fun. This is really cool. So they taught us a few little moves, and then she gave oh. me some of the movies, and I fell in love with it because wow. it's like here's this really interesting story, and then all of a sudden they just break into song, yep. and how every single movie is a musical. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. Like, it's like exactly. over here, it's it a, a musical is specifically a musical or a non musical. You know, you don't have somebody just breaking into song in the middle of right, right. you know. It's a Wonderful Life or something. Right, exactly. But they always, and and the musical numbers are so cool. So elaborate. And Yes, and I just think it's the fun, I just, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so are you going to talk about, you know, kind of what all, the culture and the background and all of that? Yeah, so I guess I, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking now I, I might struggle with that because I, I just recorded my skim tape and, it you know, the cap was 15 minutes and I finished at 22 and then I listened back, and I think like f f seven minutes of it was just me talking about the songs and the you know the culture associated with them and all this different stuff. Because it's kind of like uh, you know when you bring up a word like hip hop or folk or any of those even just genres, you 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 get you're assuming that the listener has some knowledge of American of American music, right? right. So. I think I'm gonna have to have to you know play less songs and and you know talk about them more in order to give people the the proper proper information. Well, I think a lot there are a number of um, DJ hosts here that do that, which I think is a wonderful mm. thing about KUCI because um, like our jazz shows and even um, Richard, who's 
that illegal DJ that's on before us, he has such interesting information about the bands, about what's going on locally. I mean, I love listening. You know, his music is not what I what normally I'm drawn to, but he every once in a while he'll play something. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really love that one. But I love listening to what he has to say about the bands and about how he, you know, saw them. And so I think there's really a place for that. And that's one of the things that I feel is so wonderful about KUCI because we're not, no one's telling us how to do the show. We don't have to break for commercials. And so we can play music as well as give people an education. One of the shows that I did, I co-hosted one time, was actually an Indian show. Oh and yeah, the girl's gone, and Thank but she she was like bi-locational between here and India. Oh, and oh. um, yeah, she was amazing, and so I just kind of came in to co-host with her that way I could fill in, like you know, if she was gone or something. Totally. But she knew everything about where the song came from in the in area of India and the musicians and it was wonderful and and you liked hearing about that kind of stuff oh yeah oh okay cool cool I mean if you're doing a music show it needs to be mostly music definitely because right. right. you don't want to just go on and on but yeah you know five minutes or so in between to, and I think some of the really good shows tell people about the bands that they're introducing them to because right. we are for our listeners non-mainstream music so totally we're all about introducing people to new musicians and songwriters and yeah events going on locally yeah. with live bands well no and it's just like uh i interned my first internship the dj I interned for i won't i won't name him or her or there i think that's the gender neutral uh pronoun oh. sorry uh what's it called <laughs> uh so i was interning for him or her and then uh shoot and then I played. A, I started playing the Indian music, and then we were talking during the show. And then, and then I told her. I said, "Yeah, all Indian movies are musicals." And she's like, "What? I didn't know that." And I said, "Yeah, I, you you didn't know that." And I guess I'd always known it in my life, so I didn't really think about it. I never it. knew it. So yeah, I, I didn't even. Just, I didn't even know that India was like a big producer of movies. I was like, "Really, movies from India?" I mean, I, I, I'm an elf, you know. I like to walk <laughs> under starlight and, you know, hang out by the trees and stuff. So there's a lot of things I discover later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. and so I, I guess it's just even basic information probably be, yeah. you know, wonderful for people to hear. So so one question of curiosity. Are you from India? I know. I was born and raised in California. Okay. But my dad's straight from Pakistan, and my mom, uh, my mom's parents are from Pakistan. So, uh, so I'm Pakistani, but... Pretty much, if anyone tells you that they're Pakistani, not Indian, or Pakistani Indian are two separate things, and maybe that's one thing, one other thing I could talk about. It's a it's a generational thing, you know. Mm. Uh, Pakistan was used to be a province of you know from India, and you probably if the, any of the Indian listeners are listening to me right now, they're probably going like, oh no, <laughs> he, you know he's wrong. But it's just a it's just a divide, you know. Like you Bangladesh, part of, you know, uh, also a province of used to be a province of India, you know, like Gujarat in India but all just a province you know like all the all just everyone's Indian yeah. right and it's just it's a political thing it's sad you know it's, after two <laughs> generations it'll probably still be there but much less than it is now yeah but uh yeah yeah or everyone's Indian I'm Indian it's it's all good well it's like we're Californians but we're also Americans right oh sorry yeah first and foremost I'm American when people say no oh. but I'm just saying you know we a lot of times like 
you know, I wouldn't call myself a New Yorker or something, mm -hmm. but some people do, you know, kind of refer to their region. But the larger context is that we're, in the, you know, we're part of the United States of America. Right, yeah. So, you know, and I don't get upset if somebody says, <laughs> no, 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 you know, no, we are Californians. Although, I don't know, there might be some people <laughs> that don't want to be part. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. But, well, thank you very much for sitting in yeah. with us yeah, this absolutely. morning. Yeah, absolutely. But, okay, wait, Good so luck. the big, big idea, name mm -hmm. of the game, right, is that the training was easy, and if you're thinking about doing it, you should definitely do it. I highly recommend it if it's something that you choose to do. Yeah. So one of the things just for our listeners to know is that every quarter we have a new, um, whole, you know, new programming. Many uh, shows do carry over, but because we are a uh, college-based uh, radio station, we have new shows that are introduced every quarter, and we have a training every quarter. So coming up for the winter quarter, about two weeks in, we'll start another training, which is uh, always open to UCI student faculty and staff. And uh, you might want to check it out or tell someone that you know to check it out. And so, Sammy, before we let you go, um, are you th do you have a name for your show in case somebody wants to look for it in the f in the uh, winter lineup? I do, I do, I. I, despite a very uh, unpopular, or no, despite the unpopularity of my family, they d really didn't like it. But uh, the magic carpet ride. Oh, I the name like of my that. Show. Yeah. So they didn't want. They didn't like that. They just thought it was too stereotypical. Oh, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, yeah. nice. Yeah. You can do a lot of. You yeah. Know, play so, with that. So, yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to incorporate like Southwestern Asian yeah. music too. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and cool. You'll yeah. be in with your Aladdin's lamp, right? Exactly, exactly. Just you <laughs> making know, channel the ma my Aladdin. Making the magic Show happen. everyone a beautiful Indian world. Yeah. Yep. Well, Sexy Sammy, thank you for taking us yes. today on a small magic carpet ride. Thank you, yeah. guys. It was really nice meeting you guys. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, see you so later. Cool. See, see ya. You. Thanks. Bye. Back to the, you know, get that demo tape down exactly. to 15 minutes. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Okay, you are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and we are here with Something Old, Something New. Something Old, yours truly, the elf. And Something New, yours truly, Yesenia. Yay. And we do feature a happy hour news show. But happy news. Happy news. Yeah. We had a guest that kind of uh, cut us down on time, but that's okay. Um, we can do it. That we was can do fun. It. Yes, that was fun. So and that's one of the wonderful things about KCI, isn't it, Yesenia? That we produce our shows, so we can actually do things spontaneously here. Yes, that's true. Yay. That is true. And uh, there, I've been involved with a spontaneous interview, so they're fun. Yeah, lots of fun. And everybody's so nice, so it's even you just feel accepted. Right. And so if you're listening and you are part of UCI or know someone who is, and you always wondered what it would be like to be involved with radio, you might check us out. Um, our website is www.kuci.org, and we always have information um, about our upcoming trainings up on our website, as well as... Um, Interviews that are coming up, live bands, ticket giveaways, things like that. And you can always email us about the training at training at KUCI.org. Yes. And training classes are typically Tuesdays or Wednesdays. In the evening. So evening, yes. Always at the evening. So if you ever do feel the curiosity of joining, you can always come to the HICF trailers and jump right in and... Yeah. We'll, we'll take you. We'll, <laughs> we we'll will. We will. We will take you by the hand down mm -hmm. the yellow brick road of yes. alternative radio. radio. Yes. 
So, did we find some pieces of news worthy? I think so. Do you want to go first? I'll start first. Why not? Okay. So, I found this article that's called The Buddy Bench that creates a safe spot for shy classmates to find friends. Oh. Because everyone deserves a pal on the playground. Yeah. So, this school has some truly stand-up students in which a group of kids at the McIntyre Elementary School in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, have created a special bench to make sure their fellow classmates aren't left out on the playground. And it's called the Buddy Bench. Students can use the seat as a safe and supportive place to let others know they'd like to be included in playtime, (gasps) but may be too shy to ask. I love that. Isn't that so sweet? So it, I wonder if the bench has like a little something on it that says buddy bench or mm-hmm. something. It's a really like it's a bright bench. It's a bright oh, red bench. Yes. A- and it says buddy bench on it. There's a bow in the middle. And oh. so if someone sits down on it, you know, it lets the other kids know that, oh, he wants to be included in our games. And yes. They can go up to him and him or her and they can include him. That not that nice? Oh, I hope it starts a movement. Yes. In especially in yeah. you know, even like playgrounds and at uh because a, a lot of times y- we don't realize that, you know, children are shy about saying, you know, can I, you know, join your especially because if you were like me and you had siblings that would say, No, this is yeah. for boys and you know, then you're a little reluctant to do that even with strangers. Yes. So, so this is a wonderful thing. Yeah. I feel like also if you put someone on the spot, people are more willing to be nicer. Mm-hmm. So putting someone on the spot on the buddy bench I feel like would definitely make people want to reach out. Yes. And include all these kids that are on the buddy bench yeah. in their games. Yeah. I just, I love that. That warmed my heart. Yes. yes. <laughs> I hope they have more. Maybe it'll take off, you know, kind of like the the little library things where people are putting these little library, dollhouse oh, libraries yeah. in their yards. You know, maybe the schools will start having, people can sponsor a buddy bench. Yeah. I'll have to look at that article and find, maybe we can contact the people or something and yeah. see, see how they went about doing that. And how what the school did, you know, to get it rolling. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, the second half of the show, I have a couple of things that I want to talk about uh, of things going on locally. But this is kind of, well, it's kind of interesting because it's happy news and sad news. But it ends happy. Um. It's from an article called A Kind Act Followed by Tragedy. Well, this woman, she's paying tribute to a man who died before she could repay him for a grocery gift. So she was at the store. She had her kids with her. It was late at night. Uh, Their encounter was just like five minutes. She was uh, at the grocery store. I think it was actually a Trader Joe's or something on November 10th, which tells you what kind of wonderful people shop at Trader Joe's. <laughs> we, we love, we love Trader Joe's. We love, well, we love all the stores, but anyway, but what happened in those moments and the tragedy that followed put the Carl's bad woman on a quest to honor the 28 year old whose kindness left a deep impression. She said, it is beautiful and heartbreaking at the same time. She said this week, we are trying to turn something sad into something really good. So apparently she went up, she went to pay for her groceries. The kids were fussing and everything. And she realized that she didn't have her uh, credit card with her. And um, 
um, her credit card was at uh, her debit card was at home. Her credit card got declined uh, thanks to an anti-fraud lock, <laughs> and of course the crying baby. So you know she was like, poor thing. So this guy steps up and asked if he could cover the cost of her groceries. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. It wasn't like oh you know eighteen ninety five. Two hundred dollars. She first refused, but he asked again. When she looked into his eyes, Knighton said she realized that he truly wanted to help. It just felt like this huge hug, this great big bear hug, the married mother of two said. And the man said he wanted nothing in return. He simply wanted her to do the same for someone else. That's so sweet. So wonderful, like a pay it forward thing. Well, but then here's where the tragedy happens. So she agreed, but she asked for his name and where he works because she wanted to do something, you know, to acknowledge him. And to acknowledge that his selfless act. So about um, more than a week later, uh, when she finally got, sometimes she called uh, Jackson's boss at the LA Fitness. So this guy works at LA Fitness. So it's not like he's a millionaire or something. And the the gym manager started crying. And uh, apparently a couple of days before that, Jackson had been killed in a car accident. So before she had a chance to do anything, his uh his fiesta hit a tree along a shopping complex and um the passengers weren't uh were hurt but they've they've been released and they're fine but uh the crash happened less than 24 hours after he had paid her grocery bill so like within a a day so this guy's like a little angel you know and who knows i mean he does this wonderful act and within a day he's not even on the planet anymore you know I have a feeling I mean, he's in, in a way, I mean, sadly, in a way, he ended on a very good note. It's beautiful. Beautiful note. But it, it's better. It says, um, so at, Knighton had a sleepless night. She said, she went to Facebook and she wrote, I still cannot believe it, though for sure, the, I thought for sure I would get the chance to see him again and give him a hug and thank him at least once more in person. Now I won't get that chance. But more importantly, no one else will get the chance to meet him. And that breaks my heart. So the response from her friends and family to her post on November 20th, she said, was incredible. People saying they were going to pay it forward in Scotland, in Wisconsin, in Australia. Overwhelming. It was just overwhelming. So it's it's also happy news about, you know, because a lot of times, yes, and about, you know, so sometimes Facebook things, you know, we can be all distracted by that mm-hmm. but at the same time technology really is a way for yeah, us to spread to build good. communities yes yeah. Yeah, yes so uh yeah so she actually has started she's from canada and recently returned uh from a lengthy visit home and she hopes to spread the word for what of what she calls matthew's legacy so she started a facebook page and a twitter account under just that name matthew's legacy so um and she says, you know, there has to be some good that would come of this. He would be happy to know that other people are learning from his example. But it gets even better. There's a post, a PS, to this story. So this is in the article. And this was in the Los Angeles Times. It says, uh, there's a postscript. Jackson's sister and brother-in-law, who is a youth pastor, drove to Carlsbad from their home in Phoenix, in the Phoenix suburb of Gilbert to attend the memorial service. Along the way, they stopped with their four young kids for a meal in Yuma. When they went to pay the bill, they got a surprise. Someone had already paid for them. Mm. And those people didn't even know 
that that family was going to a memorial service for someone that had paid it forward for someone else. Oh, Isn't that so amazing? Nice. Yeah. That's so nice. So those, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to find those little gems of things that warm our hearts, especially during the busy holidays, but they are there. They are there. And this is the time of the year that we do have the opportunity to kind of pay it forward. And it doesn't have to be working in a soup kitchen or anything. Sometimes it can be something as simple as um, if you're going on the toll road, telling them I'm paying the toll for the person behind me as well. Or, well, I guess he can't pay the toll road by cash anymore. Mm. Um, used to be he could pay the toll, toll but by the cash. Used, well, from, I come from a small town, right? Oh. So there's one big Starbucks in my town. Oh. One. And usually in that Starbucks, there is a chain effect in the drive-thru in that the person ahead is like, oh, I cover the next person's drink. So then that next person comes up to the window and they're like, oh, somebody, so-and-so covered your drink. And then it causes the effect of, oh, then I cover the person behind me. And then that person goes up and it's just a whole That's chain. That's so awesome. Yes, yes. Yeah, just a chain of good yeah. things. And then also like I work at Yogurtland and there have been times when people uh, forget their ca- credit card, debit card, and uh, you can tell when it's genuinely like they genuinely lost their card or right. something. And I, we have an app where we have money loaded into the the app. Uh huh. And so, oftentimes I will cover somebody's uh, charge of their yogurt, and they leave with a smile and Aww. so happy, and Aww. it even warms my heart that you know I was able to cover their cost. So. It feels good to pay for, especially now for the holidays. I know. Yeah. I work somewhere too that um, I've seen uh, um, customers do that. And in fact, there's one of the other uh, cashiers who uh, occasionally I I'll, I've seen her actually lean over. She uh, she loads up a gift card uh-huh. and keeps it in her pocket. And I've seen her lean over and swipe her card for someone's thing. And they're they're like, Oh no no no, you can't do that. She's like, Oh. Sorry, it's done. <laughs> sometimes it's for a coworker, you know, that's buying something to oh, have for their lunch or something. Or sometimes so nice. it's a customer. But it, yeah, it's just, it's yeah. just, it's those little things in life that make it sweet. Yes, of course. So do we have metal music? Yes. In fact, because it's the holiday season yes. and I think we both love yes. Christmas. It's uh, <laughs> the first week of Advent. Uh, mm-hmm. And in our particular tradition, because we're both Christians and Catholic Christians. So we like, um, I love all the spiritual music. Um, I, me too. I like the other songs too. You know, it's and I, I, sometimes people go, oh, I'm so sick of this Christmas music. I n- usually never get sick of it. I don't get sick of hearing Mm-mm. the spiritual songs. I don't get sick of hearing Santa Baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rocking me. around the Christmas yeah, tree. I know. It's I just so sing wonderful. along. And you just feel, it's feel good music. Yes. Why would you like feel good music? Yes. There should be somebody that just plays f- that kind of music for right. KUCI. So each week we'll come in and share one of our Christmas favorite Christmas songs. So today, and one of my favorite Christmas hymns is Oh Holy Night. Oh, uh, yes. Do you have a favorite Christmas hymn? Um, it would be Oh Holy Night, Silent Night. Um, yeah, it's that one is just perfect. Wonderful. Well, yes. I think at the end, um, well, right now we're going to hear from, oh, it's this one. 
Ah, this is a Stephen Passero, who is a classical guitarist, mm -hmm. and this is his a CD of classical of um, classical guitar Christmas music. And we're going to hear "Yesu Joy of Man's Desire" okay. by J.S. Bach. So and we, we have that ready, right? Yeah, yes. it's, it's right there. And okay. and we will be back. Yes, this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine with Tawny and Yesenia. So enjoy. Yay. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and we are back. But that little number... Uh, Tony can tell you a little bit more about Steven that. Steven Passero, a classical guitarist, and that was J.S. Yesu, Joy of Man's Desiring. And welcome back to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Something old, something new, something wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing our happy news segment, are we not? Yes, we are, and I shall proceed with my article. Okay. And this article is about a kind stranger who leaves cash and a touching note after overhearing a woman's phone conversation. Now, this relates to all co college students, especially now that we are on week 10, a week away from finals. Oh. So this week could be a very stressful week. But uh, as this story is about to entail, so... Charlotte Rose Ford, who's a student at the University of Manchester, was discussing the, the $20 cost to obtain a doctor's letter so she could get a mitigating circumstances form in relation to her university work. After ending the call in tears, Charlotte was sitting at the table at the university's student union at the time and was presented with a coffee, a touching note, and two crumpled $10 notes tucked in the the cup's cupboard sleeve Aww. the note read i hope you don't mind that i overheard just wanted to say don't worry i've been there i thought i wouldn't get through my undergrad and now i'm doing a phd this is for the doctor's note you'll get through it so Aww. yes charlotte documented the incident in, f in a facebook post and she said that the story just shows that there are really good people in the world who are full of kindness oh so it's amazing, you know, how something as small as $5 or $10 or $20 can just brighten a, per a person's life so much. And then it brightens so many other lives as people relate that to other, you know, to the people. I mean, it just makes me happy, you know, the yeah. fact that, that he did that and so yeah. and you happy. And so, it, you know, it has that, that ripple effect. Yes. And it's, um, I mean... For college students, they really do have a tremendous amount of stress that they have to, you know, keep trudging on and stress of financial, you know, financial budget, managing the financial budget, uh, managing, you know, food, meals, cooking, uh, studying, getting to class, getting to class, transportation, everything. So... The fact that this person, the stranger, helped this, you know, Charlotte, um, so nice. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. And it's a good for us to remember that, especially being here at UCI and in this, um, this UCI community, that there are a lot of people here that are like yourself, whose families are far away. Yeah. You know? And yes. so sometimes just um, a little warm smile or paying for someone's coffee or something. Mm -hmm. can make a big difference and can make a big difference yeah so 
Uh, okay, <clears throat> so I have a couple of things. The first thing I wanted to share is, and I found this, it's funny because I was looking, um, I was thinking I was going to go and, you know, and I found a, f a couple of things in the paper, but then th our Coast magazine came and it says fairy tale story. So, of course, that caught my attention. How Orange County got its world class nutcracker. So, there's a wonderful little article in here. And if you um, are around town, you can usually f pick these up for free at different places. And, but it's a lovely little magazine. And it has beautiful pictures, of course, on the cover. It has this beautiful ballerina. And then there's an article about um, the Nutcracker, about the American Ballet Theater, how it found a home in Orange County. And look at these beautiful pictures of these ballerinas dressed as snowflakes. Wow. I know. They have awesome costumes. Awesome. I know. It's beautiful. And so I was... So there's a lovely article, and then there's, so that's uh, going to, the American Ballet Theater is going to be at the Seekerstrom, and you can get information, you know, online through the Seekerstrom, but there's also Orange County's Festival Ballet Theater, and they're going to be having the Nutcracker December 12th through 24th, and that's going to be right here on the, you know, at the, on the campus of UCI at the Irvine Barclay Theater. Um. So you don't have to take a cab or take a bus or anything. It's right here. Um, and they may have uh, discounts for students. Right. So you can uh, get tickets online at thebarclay.org or festivalballet.org or nine four nine eight five four four six four six. So um, again, it's... 10 days of the Nutcracker and um, it's the Festival Ballet Theater and they have these uh, really cool people who are principals from other companies. So, let's see. The Festival Ballet Theater uh, top tier guest artists complement the 100 plus students from Southland Ballet Academy in this elegant production Growing ticket demand has led to a two-week run at Irvine Barclay. And uh, so, again, that's going to be December 12th through 24th. And you can get information at festivalballet.org. Then <coughs> Laguna Ballet is going to have the junior company of Laguna Dance Theater performs at the 400-seat McKinney Theater in Mission Viejo. And you can find in out information about that at saddleback.edu. Anaheim Ballet uh, at anaheimballet.org and that's going to be at the uh, City National Grove of Anaheim and uh, oh Nutcracker for Kids now this sounds wonderful a 45 minute version because you know kids don't always want to sit in for a long ballet <laughs> show Nutcracker for Kids 45 minute version presented by the Pacific Symphony and Festival Ballet Theater at Renee and Hager Henry Sigerstrom Concert Hall. It has live music and it's two morning shows. And you can get, and that's going to be on December 5th. And you get information at scfta.org. So uh, isn't that wonderful? That we're, wonderful? We're nuts about the nutcracker. We are. <laughs> <laughs> so we should try to see if we can get to see what. You know, a lot of times, I don't know if people know this, but. It looks like the ticket prices are out of reach, but sometimes if you show up to theaters and 
see if they have, you know, like leftover seat things. You can get a much discounted ticket to go in and see some of these performances. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> My The woman I live with, her, uh, her neighbor does this all the time because she and her friend have like season tickets. And so uh, when their friend is in town every once in a while, she'll just go over and she'll get a ticket and get to go along with them. So, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's that's my that's my one story. Yeah. Do you have something else? Yes, of course. And just a reminder for our, our listeners that the views and opinions expressed here are the views and opinions of the hosts and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of UCI, KUCI, or the UC Board of Regents. Okay. So uh, my next article is about a city that's letting people pay parking fines with oh. canned goods for the hungry. Oh. So here at UCI, for all those listeners that do plan on taking the training class, you do have to pay a small portion of you know, a parking fee that will allow you to park here whenever you do your show or DJ. But um, anyways... I like this article because it's, again, for a good cause, mm-hmm. since all our stories been having the same theme of for a good cause. Yes. So, for the second year in a row, residents of Lexington, Kentucky, can pay their parking fines with canned goods for local food banks. The city's local parking authority is allowing residents with outstanding citations to donate preserved goods in a form of cash through December 18th. The month-long Food for Fines program will help stock the shelves of God's Pantry Food Bank throughout the holiday season. One expired parking meter ticket could mean two two meals for hungry county families, God's Pantry CEO Marion Green said. The parking violators can donate 10 15-ounce cans of food for a typical $15 fine. And for heftier fines, the city's parking authority is willing to accept more cans. Last year, Lexington's first food, Foods for Fines program was limited to expired parking meter fines, and it garnered 6,200 cans for more than 600 citations, which are worth about $14,000. This year, the charitable endeavor is open to all parking citations. Wow, that's so amazing. Yes, this also should spread over to here. So, yes. Yeah. Our parking fines would probably pay for someone's um, for groceries some, for a week. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I know. They're, they're really high out here. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful, though. But that's nice, yeah. For a mean, whole, they do for a whole month. Yes. And it's like people complain about how they had to pay this you know stupid parking fine <laughs> but if it was for a cause like helping feed somebody right i feel like people would feel better about paying these fines right so yeah. it's always frustrating when you get to your car and you're just like 10 minutes over the limit and there you have a parking ticket it's like really yes. you know it's o- it was only like 10 minutes or 5 minutes you yeah. know and and it is a, a way that the you know the cities generate income you know for repairs and stuff I guess, but um, but still, wouldn't that be nice to know that that parking ticket? <coughs> oh yes. Yeah. So you have good news. I do, and you might be interested in this. In fact, some of our uh, friends might be interested. Um, 
because this is something that's local and it's Newport Beach and we're right here on, on the campus of UC Irvine in Irvine. So Newport Beach is right down the road mm-hmm. and it's called uh, the Newport Beach Boat, Boat Parade. And it, Newport Beach considers this its Christmas card, you know, to the community. And so every year for five nights, they have um, all the yachts and boats and, you know, get all with the lights all in them and everything and have a big parade down in the harbor. Now, have you been to this? Uh, I've never been to this, but I know the area that you're talking about. Okay. I've actually been paddleboarding. Mm. Um, I mean, not paddleboarding, kayaking mm-hmm. there. Right. Yes. Well, this year, this is your senior year, so we need to make sure we get you to the boat parade. Yes. Because it's so beautiful. And you've, you've been there? Oh, yes. Well, I have friends that live down in that area, so I've actually been. Uh, my one friend's, um, it's always on a Saturday, so sometimes I can't get off, off work, but they have a soup party. So everybody brings uh, different soups, and we all have soup and, uh, you know, wine and things to make us nice and warm. And then we walk down to the uh, beach because the beach is right there yeah. and watch the boat parade go by. Uh, but there's lots of different places that you can see the boat parade. So if you don't know someone that lives in Bayshore, then you can still, you know, find places. And there's a schedule available, and it's just really beautiful. Um, so this year, it's going to be going on from Wednesday through Sunday, December 16th through 20. 20th and it's from it starts about 6 30 p.m. and it ends about 9 p.m. and all these boats go by they wave at everybody they have just all kinds of lights and it's just a really happy thing it's like well it's like walking watching a parade um but you're not on a street you're on the you know by the ocean there yeah so we've been out there at different times when it was raining (laughs) and we still went um it goes on rain or shine um and but sometimes it's just nice and cold so maybe this year see you know who knows what the weather will be in a few weeks but hopefully it'll be nice and you can just bundle up and you know get some nice hot coffee or something and bundle up and go down and watch the parade and it's wonderful so there's um there's a website uh this is called christmasparadeboats.com so i googled uh newport beach boat parade 2015 and and came to this and it says um that there i think here is where it talks about that there's a um place that you can get the map so anyway there's a map available that shows the route of the boat and also designates the places that you can go for and just watch for free there's also different uh restaurants that are down on the bay where you can go and you know just have a little dinner or cocktails or something and watch the boat parade so that is coming up a little bit later and it's a wonderful thing especially if you know maybe if you're a college student or something here and this is like yourself this is your last year it would be a wonderful thing to go and see you know before you go back home to somewhere so um, we'll have to make sure that we make that happen we'll do it we'll go together okay yes it'll be so much fun yes Yes. maybe we'll we'll bring some people along so yeah there's different places um we'll have some nice warm get up get our tummies nice and warm and hopefully it won't be raining but it's five nights so generally you know one of those nights one of those nights will yeah one of those nights will work and uh, it's just it's just beautiful it you know you never you you don't 
think it's going to be as beautiful as it is until you get there. So every time I've gone, I've always been really glad that I went, even when if it was cold outside, because it's just uh, it's festive and there's music and people dancing on the boats and they they um, decorate like the big cruise ships and stuff too. So they're out there, you know, cruising around and dancing. Yeah. And, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So that's a happy thing. Yes. Happiness and it's happiness too because it's free. Oh yes, yeah, free is good. Free is good. Yeah. Yes. Should we proceed with an article or recap um, with what we did over you know Thanksgiving? Yeah. Why don't we have a little adventure report for each of us and then uh, we'll play some indie Christmas music, <clears throat> and then coming up in just about eight minutes is writers on writing everything you want to know about getting published. Yes. So how was your Thanksgiving, Tony? Oh. Mine was perfect. Some people might say, oh, but I, the weekend before I was visiting my friend, the archerist down in Ramona and we went down for a double birthday party and we had archery and we had games and we had good food and it was just a lovely weekend. But I worked a lot around that weekend, you know, so I could take an extra couple of days off and then it was really busy, you know, right up until Thanksgiving day. And so I, um, didn't have anything going on with you know my extended family so I just took the day as a like quiet retreat day so I w woke up in the morning turned on the heat went out and got the paper for Barbara came back in went back to bed slept till 11 o'clock it was wonderful <laughs> <laughs> then I got uh visited with Barbara a little bit did something she went off to a family affair with her thing and then I had a big thing of scallop potatoes I know it was so wonderful so I had some some of my favorite wines scallop potatoes and watched uh, I can't remember what I watched um, but it was it worked on my art and then uh, you know I had kind of an early evening it was just wonderful I didn't have to, I didn't go anywhere yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to deal with a single parking lot or you know it was just a perfect Thanksgiving for yes. me yeah I mean some I like you know getting together with people but for this year that was the most wonderful thing how about yours mine was also wonderful I went home for Thanksgiving and uh, as we don't usually have the typical Thanksgiving dinner mm -hmm. we have our own version that was wonderful too so I had all good things of Mexican food which include tamales, cheese tamales, pork tamales. Uh, I had, um, my mom loves uh, grilled to grill. So we had grilled baby back ribs, grilled uh, chicken, grilled steak. Everything. Wow. And so it was really nice. And then also, as I said, our tradition with my sisters is to sit in with their dogs, watch the Macy's Day Parade, and watch the dog show after. Yes. So we did that. It was fun. It was wonderful. Was the dog show good? Yes, it was. Oh, um, that's so cute. Yeah. We're always, um, we watch the show and we pick out um, futuristic names for our dogs in the future. Oh, yeah. So, so we'll like write them down, make sure we, you know. Someday if I get a dog, I want to name it yeah, this. So yeah. So like, oh, the next dog that I get, I'm going to name him this. And so, yeah. Did you pick, do you remember a name that you picked? Uh, started with the D, like. Let's see. I forget, but it was like a <laughs> something fun. It was something very unique. Yeah. Like I've never heard of it, so I oh. was like interested in yeah. in the name, but mm. I forget what it is. Yeah. But. 
Well, yeah. it's just about that time. So we want to thank our listeners for spending this time with us. We will try to get the show up on podcast today. And we will be back next, next Wednesday for the second week of Advent. Is that the, the Wednesday? Yeah, it's the Wednesday before we go off to vacation, right? Oh, right. Now, are you going to be here or are you going home? I will be here yes. after, at, until the day after Christmas. I will go home. But uh, we should have a Christmas feature. Next, Absolutely. Next yes, yes. All right. The whole month we'll just do fun things. Yes. yes. We'll always have. And we'll have our fa- a favorite Christmas music. So we'll each bring a favorite Christmas so alternative music, obviously. No, uh, no Britney Spears. No, no Britney Spears. <laughs> this is KUCI in Irvine and... We are Tony Genuviel and Yesenia, and we are so thankful for having you tune in to our show. Yes. And uh, what is our next song? Our next song is going to be from A Celtic Deep Still Christmas, a collection of Celtic hymns and carols, and we're going to hear Angels We Have Heard on High, and I believe it's with a hammered dulcimer. And um, if anybody wants to contact us, do you have a contact email? Oh, of course. That's cuevasy at uci.edu, which is C-U-E-V as in Victor, A-S-Y at uci.edu. And I am Tani Genuvio. You can email me at askanelf, A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F, askanelf at yahoo.com. Until next week. Until next week. And our song is on track number seven. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And we are so glad that you tuned in and tune in to next Wednesday to something old, something new. And stay around for Writers on Writing. Namariyah.